0: From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Giving our young people positive, productive things to do with their time. And uh, like they say, idle hands. hmm
1: do you support the decision to ban electric scooters downtown?
0: Uh, absolutely, I do. It is intended to be like a two-week or thereabout ban to study things.
1: So right now, the city does have a citywide 11 p.m. curfew. Do you think that that's being enforced appropriately in downtown? I'm Sarah Fensky. City officials say this past weekend was pretty quiet downtown. No major incidents. No big groups of teens bent on mayhem. But that makes it something of an anomaly. The COVID-19 pandemic left downtown with far fewer workers. And into the vacuum stepped troublemakers, loudly drag racing and starting fights. Residents have been upset. Last week, in yet another attempt to deal with the issue, the city banned electric scooters downtown. Will that move the needle? Well, join Joining us now with his perspective is Alderman James Page. He represents part of downtown. He's a longtime resident, and he is also executive director of the St. Louis Downtown Neighborhood Association. Alderman Page, welcome back.
0: Thank you, Sarah. It's a pleasure to be with you. And we are glad
1: you're here with us today. Gotta wonder, overall, how is downtown doing right now?
0: Well, I will tell you, first and foremost, I am an optimist. Uh, I have lived in downtown for all of 20 years. And the reason for that is I believe in downtown. Uh, I think we have seen ups and downs over those 20 years, but uh, I'm uh, optimistic that we're moving in some good directions.
1: Okay. So the city has been making some some moves here lately, just trying to crack down on what seems to be maybe just some large groups of teens that have been sort of an ongoing issue since this pandemic started Do you support the decision to ban electric scooters downtown?
0: Uh, Absolutely, I do. And uh, I realize that is a two-edged sword. Sure. Because a lot of our uh, visitors, our tourists, whom we rely on to enjoy all that downtown St. Louis has to offer, uh, the scooters are quite an amenity for them. But when the scooters are abused, we had to study the situation closely, And take action.
1: And is it your sense that it was people using scooters that were the source of of some of these problems?
0: That was part of it. Uh, The scooters were not the be all to end all of issues that we faced. But I can tell you, the scooters have been completely disabled Mm -hmm. uh, in downtown. And uh, I met with uh, St. Louis Police Department and a number of uh, downtown business owners. Uh, in the hospitality industry and others uh, just this morning Mm -hmm. to review what happened this past weekend. We can say that we had fewer groups of juveniles gathering and hanging out downtown. We had very little violence in downtown. Now, several other things happened in addition to um, cutting off the scooters. Number one, uh, our police department is working 12-hour shifts to keep order. In addition to that, we have the Sheriff's Department, my good fr- friend Sheriff Vernon Betts' team. Yeah. Uh, they are doing post-assignments in downtown on Fridays, uh, Saturdays, and Sunday evenings.
1: And what does that mean on a practical level, a post-assignment?
0: What that means is the uh, it's, it's a visual presence. Uh, the officers, uh, the sheriff deputies are pretty much in vehicles with lights flashing. They are a presence. They're eyes they are eyes on the scenes. They're in vehicles with lights flashing. Uh, it's a presence.
1: The idea is just to deter people from choosing this corner or this street to start trouble.
0: Yes. And not just to deter, but to let our citizens, our residents, our workers, our vid- visitors know that uh, that that we're looking out for things. Yeah.
1: And so this is a relatively new thing that the sheriff's office is doing that kind of staffing. You feel like that's been part of what's made a difference.
0: I think it is part of what's made a difference. Another thing that I can say uh, as part of downtown, a downtown resident, uh, we have a supplemental police force as well. That's provided by the downtown CID, the Community Improvement District. Mm-hmm. And they have their, their con- the current contract is with the city's finest. Mm-hmm. And they also have officers patrolling in the area. And
1: haven't they always had that, though? Like, that's not anything new.
0: Uh, we have had that for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But what I'm looking at is the combination. In addition, uh, the police department has activated its cruising detail, which it does every year. And that's been in place for about a month, month and a half or so. So we, when I look at the totality, mm-hmm. I think we are we're providing uh, more eyes and and ears and officers in place, as well as cutting out the scooters. Mm-hmm. There's another thing too. Uh, all of this is primarily about safety for the kids, safety for our juveniles. We don't want anyone getting hurt, getting shot, uh, causing mayhem in downtown and other parts of the city as well. Yeah. So we, we're looking at safety. Myself, I always consider safety, security, quality of life, and sense of community. I drive everything I do to represent my ward in those directions. And uh, I'm seeing that the media has also helped. Uh, The media has helped and and kind of discouraged parents and guardians from bringing their kids or sending their kids downtown and then leaving them unsupervised. Hmm. I think that has made a difference as well.
1: The word has gotten out. This is just after hours. This is not a great place for young people to be. Yes. So we're curious to hear your thoughts on this scooter ban as well as the state of downtown. I know we have a lot of downtown uh, listeners. Um, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air. Now, we have heard from a ton of people on Twitter this morning. People have so many thoughts about this. Uh, we've heard from Dan, who tweets, the scooter ban has already had a big impact. This weekend, the youth problems were very minor. in dealing with this issue for a while the scooter companies have shown that their technology is not reliable that's somebody who kind of shares your feelings that that's one reason that this weekend wasn't so bad
0: i know dan well we work together on this uh i kind of combined my work as alderman and that of the st louis downtown neighborhood association and that uh, assessment is right on point.
1: So we also heard from a lot of people who feel very strongly in the other direction. I don't know how many of them are downtown. I do know we heard from Dennis, uh, who lives in downtown West. He writes, no, the scooters should be back, but they should come with age restrictions verified by ID on each use. Both Lyme and Bird have the capability. He adds, I think with scooters, they're just an easy excuse and a way to appear, make it appear that something is being done. Are kids and even adults riding irresponsibly at times a problem? Yes, but bigger reflection of that is the city's lack of planning for scooter-slash-bike infrastructure. Let's go to this idea of age restrictions, because a lot of people have talked about this. Why do we have to ban them outright? You yourself mentioned a lot of um, tourists like using these things. Mm -hmm. What if we just made it where at a certain point of day or night that you have to be 21? Is that something you feel like could be as effective as as how you feel happened this last weekend?
0: I I think it can be effective. But one thing I'm, I have to hasten to add mm-hmm. is that the scooter ban is not permanent. It is intended to be like a two-week or thereabout ban to study things mm-hmm. such as what Dennis proposes so that we come up with a solution that will work for all of our citizens
1: yeah we should mention um, this that is very much the messaging coming out of the mayor's office they're looking for a long-term solution and I think for everybody it remains to be seen what that is I mean I feel like this will be frustrating if you have a good couple weeks you pull back on this and then everything goes back to the way it
0: was but I have to say that banning the scooters outright is a very appropriate and measured step to get things under control And then we can take measured steps, perhaps, to possibly bring them back. But that's going to take some study.
1: So we also heard from Julie, who writes on Twitter, enforcing basic laws in downtown would be a better solution. I'm a downtown resident. I see tourists using and enjoying scooters. It's a lame attempt by city government to show a solution to the lack of policing. But if someone is injured on a scooter, good luck calling 911. Uh, Julie seems to have the sense that there is just not enough of a police presence down there for some of the activity that's been seen. Is that your sense in recent weeks?
0: Well, I, I I think she brings up an excellent point. And uh, the police department as a whole is down on its complement of officers on the street. Mm-hmm. And that affects not just downtown, which is included in the 4th District, that ain't, that affects the whole city. So um, I, I would think that getting more officers on, we're making us start with the 12-hour shifts. Mm-hmm augmented by the Sheriff's Department, augmented by uh, Supplemental Police Force. Uh, I think those things will help.
1: So, Alderman Page, when you and I have talked before, you've talked about, you know, you acknowledge that we can't just police our way out of some of the problems that our young people have. And yet it seems like downtown is kind of moving towards this solution of we need to crack down on stuff. Are you worried about the kids who could get caught up in, you know, law enforcement action, end up with a record that this could be something bad for them?
0: Well, I, I will say up front that I don't think that police actions, that's not the be-all to end-all. However, there are other things going on in downtown, and I speak quite frequently about downtown because that's where I live, sure. and that's the area I represent. Uh, I, I don't want to speak for other representatives out in other parts of the city. Uh, they'll, they'll have to speak for themselves to some extent, but... Let's look at some of the things that we are doing. Through the CID, the Downtown Community Improvement District, we have put together what we call Youth Ambassadors, and that is a team of folks that kind of help. Uh, they're, they're visible, they're seen, and they help with de-escalation of trouble. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not going to stand in the way of gunshots.
1: I should hope not. <laughs>
0: no, no. Let me be clear. But uh, that's one of the things that uh, we do. I can tell you within my ward, I am very concerned about positive, productive, uplifting activities for our young people. I think we have to start at Mm pre-K and go up. Now, that's not an instantaneous solution, but uh, if we had time, I would love to share some of the things that we're trying to do in the fabulous fifth ward to give people all young people alternatives give them positive things to do i think that is where our solutions lie is giving our young people positive productive things to do things to do with their time and uh like they say idle hands Mm -hmm.
1: so right now the city does have a citywide 11 p.m curfew do you think that that's being enforced appropriately in downtown
0: well that is uh the current um For 18 and younger, Mm -hmm. uh, the the curfew is 11 p.m., and remember what I said earlier about taking measured steps. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have had positive results given banning of the scooters and a few other things this past weekend. We're going to have to see. One weekend is a relatively small sample size, so we're going to see where we're going, and then I think the data will tell us whether we need to look at uh, a a more intrusive curfew or not, uh, earlier curfew.
1: We're going to take a quick break here. Share your thoughts. We'll be back to continue this conversation with Alderman Page. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Welcome back. We are talking today to Alderman James Page. He represents the Fifth Ward. That includes part of downtown. Uh, He's also a 20-year downtown resident, executive director of the St. Louis Downtown Neighborhood Association. We've been talking about the scooter ban, a temporary ban, uh, but a blanket ban, geo-fenced for downtown that city officials have put in place to try to get uh, control of some of the large groups they've seen down there. Um, There's also been some requests. City Hall acknowledges there are some people that would like to see a much earlier curfew. There have been some talks about a 6 p.m. curfew for teens downtown. Now, city spokesman Nick Desideri, who I talked to just before the show, he said at the moment, considering there is a citywide curfew in place, a 6 p.m. excessively early curfew is not on the table at the moment. So that's something I think some people would like to see. You're taking more of a wait-and-see kind of approach, hoping you won't have to go there, but you're not closed off to moving this curfew forward.
0: Uh, I am not. Uh, I'm I'm not uh, closed off to anything within reason that will uh, uh, make things safer, more secure, mm-hmm. increase quality of life and sense of community in and around downtown. No, I'm not. But one of the things, I, I don't know if uh, people who are curfew advocates mm-hmm. have really thought about when you make a, a, a serious change in the curfew time, you make it much earlier. Uh, even with opportunities, with with efforts to get the word out, mm-hmm. you're going to end up with some violators. Yeah. And I've had conversations with uh, officers, uh, administrators, with the police department. And one of the things we have to make sure that we have a plan in place, because we know we we go to, say, a 6 p.m. curfew we're going to end up with violators, at, at least initially. There have been cases where then the police have taken custody of juveniles. Mm-hmm. They have to get in touch with their parent or guardian. Have that parent or guardian come and retrieve that person. Yeah. In some rare cases, they don't do that. So in other words, this has to be a comprehensive plan. It's just not a matter of flipping a switch and saying 6 o'clock curfew.
1: Yeah, we can't just be locking up kids at 7 o'clock.
0: It has to be a a comprehensive, well-thought-out plan on how to implement this and how to deal with anomalies, people that violate the curfew.
1: I have to imagine this would become something that would be disproportionately used against black
0: youth if it was in place. Well, I would say that is a distinct possibility. When I see some of the youth that gather in downtown and see the faces myself, mm-hmm. I would think that's a distinct possibility. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of people would have concerns with that. I mean, that's exactly what the mayor campaigned on not wanting to do, is, is lock up more black youth for something as minor as they're out at 8 o'clock. So. And
0: I am with the mayor 100% on that. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we're curious what you think. Phone lines are open. 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. We have heard from Twitter user Rennie Bad, who says, quote, I hate the scooter bans. Scooters are an affordable, greener way to transport yourself through a horrendously car-dependent city. The rates of pedestrian car deaths in St. Louis are more than three times the national average, and we're banning scooters. Honestly, I would love to ban cars downtown. And then we also had asked the question, what can city officials do to make downtown St. Louis a safer, more welcome? place. Home in STL writes this, close off key streets to vehicle traffic and make, th- make them pedestrian only. Wash Ave comes to mind. I've certainly been to cities where this is a lovely way you can actually get out of your car. You're walking around having a great time. Is that something that's been discussed for Washington Avenue?
0: Well, Sarah, this is a wonderful opportunity for me to share the fact that people can still get around in the downtown and near north area even though the scooters are banned. Are you aware of the St. Louis Downtown Link? This is an electric vehicle or shuttle program that I worked extremely hard with uh, a vendor called Labyrinth Smart Utility uh, or uh, Smart Mobility to bring into being. We actually did our ramp up during the St. Patrick's Day Parade and we went live. And people can hail a ride on a, compl- a zero-emission hmm. uh, electric shuttle uh, in the downtown area and in the north uh, north of downtown into 63106, uh, part of the fabulous Fifth Ward. Uh, people can get around, and uh, they can uh, they can simply Google Saint, Le- Saint Louis or STL downtown link and it will come up and it'll show the phone number it'll show the app which is called trip shot <laughs> and people can simply hail a ride when they see the vehicle passing by if uh, if there's capacity for them and this is free to use uh, let me see. Let me think. Oh, okay, uh, here I'm putting you on the spot. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> it is free. Okay. It is
0: 100 percent free.
1: I feel like this has just become a commercial for this fabulous
0: program. <laughs> well, in, in addition to that, I will say this is an this is an example of, in my opinion, <laughs> our ARPA funds being put to good use. <laughs> I managed to to work with the city, work with the administration to fund this program using ARPA funds. And uh, so it is ARPA funds at work, getting people from where they are to where they want to be.
1: Well this is some good news. Hey, people say there's no good news in St. Louis. We've got some good news in St. Louis. This is a great way to get from one end of downtown to the other or just, you know, make what could be a long walk on an 101 degree day into a very short drive in an electric vehicle. So Alderman Page, there's something else I wanted to ask you about today, and that is that there has been a lot going on at at City Hall. You have now been um, in office one year and a couple months at this point. Kind of a crazy end to your first year here. Some of your colleagues, three of your colleagues under indictment, ended up resigning their positions, are you glad to see them step down?
0: Well, uh, let me go right to the basics. I have to share early and often that these indictments, while troublesome, I've read them myself, Mm -hmm. I have to say that I'm a firm believer that these three individuals are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. So to me, these indictments are mere allegations. They're accusations until they have their day in court. Mm -hmm. I have to get that out front. Sure. Okay. Now, with that, uh, I I don't want to take an opinion on their resignations, because those are personal decisions. They resigned for their own reasons, which I don't really know. Sure. But they made those decisions. and But what those decisions did, it made an opportunity for us to begin healing. I have a lot of uh, confidence in uh, my colleague, uh, Alderman Joe Falmer. He's now the uh, interim presiding president of the Board of Aldermen. That is correct. And uh, because of where we are in the election cycle, there will be an uh, an election, uh, and that person will serve until the election in November. This is going to be a multi-step process. All
1: sorts of elections coming up.
0: Yes, there are. But I will tell you, I have a lot of confidence in my colleague Joe Vollmer and his commitment to bringing back the confidence of our citizenry in the Board of Aldermen.
1: So there has been a lot of talk raised by some of your colleagues that this is an opportunity to change how things are done at City Hall, and that one thing they'd like to see change is this idea of aldermanic courtesy, that you have to go through the aldermen if you want to get a tax abatement or buy city-owned land in the ward, even have a block party. You've got to get the aldermen to sign off on that. Um, would you like to see reforms to that overall system?
0: Possibly yes, but I'll tell you, I have a lot of respect for the 250 plus year history of the city of St. Louis and the rules of the Board of Aldermen that have evolved over all these years Mm -hmm. as well as the city charter. I don't want to see us, and this is a tired truism, I don't want to see us throw out the baby with the bathwater. I want to see us take measured approaches, looking at different processes and procedures and traditions and, and looking at them carefully, not just taking a hatchet to them, but a scalpel if necessary.
1: So I got to ask you one last question today. We're almost out of time, but I'm curious. You've been in City Hall now for a bit over a year. What was your biggest shock or biggest surprise about how things actually function at City Hall?
0: Well, I'll tell you, um, probably, the because here's the thing. I'm relatively new. I'm a freshman alderman, but I am not by any means new to community service and politics. Mm -hmm. So there were very few shocks there. Uh, One of the things that has surprised me is I made a commitment. One of my 10-point platform that I ran on was to listen to my constituents and be guided by their wants, needs, and desires. Fulfilling that has been, that's been a lot more work than I thought. Oh. <laughs> that's a been a job. little bit of a shock. Yeah, Keeping track of the text messages, the Facebook messages, the emails on multiple email accounts, the phone numbers, uh, the phone calls, my voicemail is constantly full, <laughs> That has probably been the biggest surprise, but I work on it seven days a week to fulfill my promises to my constituents.
1: I'm here to testify. Alderman James Page's uh, voicemail is often full, and he does always clear it out. He can be a hard man to reach, but he does a good job of making himself available. So, uh, Alderman Page, thank you so much for joining us
0: today. Thank you so much for having me. Today's episode was produced by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr. Our production
1: intern is Avery Rogers. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. (music) Understanding starts here.